0: All right, let's do this. Let's get into it. Let's get into part four. Let's yeah. do the thing. Yeah,
1: we're finally back.
0: This is the whole like reason why we started doing the podcast to begin with. Well, yes-ish. I think we toyed with the idea part three. We got to part four and I was like, we should actually podcast, but we need to do it from the beginning.
1: It's just a long, long road. It is. Back to here. And now we're here. Right back where we didn't quite start but i don't know it feels as though we did start in part four nature of Parts 1 through 3 versus like the time uh, skip. Newness. Yeah, I mean, there's time skips obviously between all of the first three parts, but the new characters, none of them, uh, well, you know, a couple of them from Parts 1 through 3 are present in 4, but they uh, they are more in the background, I feel, for Part 4 they're they've been relegated to these are now support characters
0: i have something i want to touch on that a little bit later like not this episode but maybe the next or the maybe the third episode for this because we're doing this in uh four four counts again so we're we're talking about four episodes of part four at once on one podcast episode and I did kind of have like a thought last night that the main characters who you really think are gonna be the main characters, like actually kind of aren't for a good chunk of part four. And it's just interesting to me.
1: So okay, so you wanna talk about that later Later. Okay.
0: Yeah. So let's start with who the fuck eats salad with breakfast? Can we discuss that opening scene real quick? Because Oh yeah,
1: that's right.
0: Cause the disembodied hand be damned. <laughs>
1: I still think, I still think, um, I feel as though part four is where we really start to get the heavy, heavy censorship and it's really, really obvious. I
0: feel like part four does have a lot more gore. I guess if you want to call it gore, I'm not sure.
1: I mean, if you can if viscera, you can
0: quantify it as gore. Yeah,
1: it's gory. Like there's a lot of viscera. There's scenes where as, it catches you off guard. Yeah, for as
0: colorful things. as this part is and how softer everyone looks compared to part three, like it is a little surprising that there's like this much viscera. Yeah.
1: They might have done that because of the animation style, because it To make
0: it seem more lighthearted on the outside, so you really have no fucking idea what you're getting into.
1: Well, yeah, and I feel as though the harsh editing is probably a side effect of that, because they probably started airing it um, earlier, or in a more kid-friendly TV slot in Japan. And I have a feeling that that made some...
0: Someone went, the protagonist is 16... Great. Let's air it in a kid's time slot. Oh, there's a disembodied hand in the first episode? Shit.
1: Within like the first three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Legit. In the intro. Before the intro even keys off, I feel like. Yeah. So, yeah, with the crazy difference. Huge departure from, I feel as though part three to four is akin to like the manga part one to part two. Because part one, they're all drawn almost like dandies. (laughs) Like it's very early eighties style. Yeah, and part four has some fascinating choices when it comes to palette, like color palettes, um, wardrobes.
0: Yeah, um, for sure, wardrobes. We'll be talking about that a lot later.
1: Yeah, I really enjoy the uh, the soft overtones of the color, and especially how they they do. It's not; it's almost as though every single scene is colored like a sunset or a sunrise. Yeah. But that's just the sky. But that's yeah. The sky always. The sky is outside. like yellow, always. Yeah. Except the, for a
0: couple shots where it's actually blue.
1: Right. And it's just weird, but it, I don't know. You just. I feel as though it doesn't really take so long to get used to as you would think.
0: Right. And I think before we're even introduced to like our main protagonist or who should be the main protagonist, we're introduced to Koichi. Yes. He's like is. the narrator.
1: Right. And then he bumps directly into.
0: Joe crotch. Knocked.
1: Yep, he does Just do that.
0: Face on, like, face hitting a gong sound effect. Like, it
1: almost gets knocked over.
0: He does. He busts his ass. He but, drops I, everything.
1: I thought he, like, well, I know he was about to, but then doesn't Joe like, pick him up instant fast forward with.
0: No, Star of Platinum gathers all of Koichi's stuff. Yeah. And then Koichi, like, stands up and, like, does himself off. Or, like, JoJo helps him up
1: maybe
0: that's why. Which is it's so hilarious to me that we're introduced to this tiny little shrimp of a dude who bangs face first into his crotch. But they, like that's not even supposed to be the main protagonist. Like that's not a Jojo. Right. You're
1: like, "Oh." And
0: it's like it's like they meet Josuke almost like incidentally.
1: Right. Yeah, that
0: was like happenstance. Yeah, you're, literally. Uh, Koichi. Cuz Koichi and Jotaro are standing by watching this interaction with Josuke and a bunch of bullies from his school. Yeah, bunch
1: of. And
0: bunch then of, and then Jotaro's plus. like, "Josuke." Yeah. Like, that's Josuke? He's
1: just a good boy who likes turtles.
0: Right, I don't understand what it is with Rocky and turtles.
1: Just, I just, I don't get it. He feels a certain way about certain animals. He loves turtles, can't get enough of them, and then dogs. Take nice. or them or leave them. Mostly leave them. Bits and pieces.
0: Especially, well, I'm going to say that, especially since I've started... No, that was a, never mind, that was a misdirect. I started reading part six, so... Yeah. But it was a whole misdirect thing. Anyway... Um, and we also we also meet Josuke's mom, Tomoko, who, like, beats the shit out of somebody
1: Yeah, she's one driving, episode in. Yeah, she's driving, like, she's walking down the street in some asshole in a, in a Cadillac lookalike. Cadillac. It's just Convertible. Where, yeah, like, drives by, and he's giving her the wolf whistle treatment, and she goes over and literally, like, pushes his face through the metal frame of the car. No,
0: she like slams his face down into like the the top of the door where the window goes down into.
1: So she literally takes and slams his face down through the side of the metal of the the car door. Like this horrifically violent action that probably would have instantly killed an actual person. Um, An actual person? Well, not a cartoon character. Fine. Yeah.
0: Well, it would have definitely broken all the bones in
1: their face. Hmm. I think, I think a car, like, I think it's supposed to be an old, older car. No, you're no, right. Car. No, I know. It's just like, she just. And yeah, she, I, like crumpled, like plastic. Yeah, just how casual she was about it. I'm like, the first time I watched this, I was like, okay, this woman is going to be a major player, like a, a stand user, a be Like, that was just all, all signs point Lol, her her. JK. Yeah, I mean, she's still a really funny and cool and interesting character, but she doesn't yeah she doesn't have as much of a place as i really would have
0: liked my ponderance on the rewatch is did she physically force joseph into bed with her (laughs)
1: there's a decent chance
0: right because he's dumber than shit. we've already talked about how like like if caesar were to come on like blatantly to joseph like in part two and like flirt with him openly like joseph would have no fucking clue what was happening and i have a feeling that if tomoko really wanted to like she could manhandle Joseph
1: right she wouldn't even have to trick him she'd just be like uh we're we're going bomb okay
0: yeah probably I guess I'm almost 60 years old or I'm over 60 years old so sure why not
1: she seems she seems as though she's strong enough to bench press a freaking truck so yeah it's like okay
0: she's probably yeah she probably has lifted a, a number of cars in her lifetime (laughs)
1: <laughs> or steamrollers. Who knows? Jesus. Um, but that, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, introduced, we're introduced to a bunch of characters. I thought one thing that was funny with this show, uh, with the way that they treated the pacing of the first episode, is that we get the intro card with almost every character visible either in the foreground or the background which we didn't notice the first time like in the first two and a half minutes of the. why would we notice it right but i'm just like wait are they all and like because it's like there's
0: so much going on in the foreground that like once you're just like okay it's just everyone doing a bunch of weird ass fucking poses like
1: but then like like if it's in front of the mansion or something and the windows and everybody they're all like just kind of placed i'm like wait a minute
0: i don't know yeah it's in front of some building
1: yeah, and it's just like okay, they're all there, and I didn't know
0: they're all there. I mean, that's,
1: that's a super that's a super anime trope. Be like, we're gonna introduce you to all these characters in the opening, and you don't even know them yet. So who the fuck right? Knows. Yeah. Um. But yeah, then yeah. So then episode two.
0: First thing that really leapt out to me in episode two was that K is playing. Oh, that's baseball, and it's like the Jaguars team against somebody else.
1: Yeah, he's like playing on a I don't know like an N sixty four or something like that, and it's the same damn thing. It's very right. very meta.
0: Right, it's super meta. It's Just like, hey, remember when the thing happened in in uh, Stardust Crusaders? And we're like, yeah, 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 yeah. We literally just finished that.
1: Yeah, there's there's quite a few things in Part Four that are um, huge nods, callbacks. Yeah, nods and callbacks to earlier. But yeah, I think specifically, at, you know, Part Three. Mm-hmm. I don't really see any. Thing from part
0: one or two no for sure not and i think by this point iraqi was probably like hey guys we can just like <laughs> forget about that but then the entire internet is like what forget about cars
1: Mm-mm. are you fucking kidding me no way
0: that never piece, that
1: piece is way too hot to
0: forget never. about never forget about caesar
1: yeah
0: are you fucking kidding me yeah the, you never can,
1: you could drop a fucking the whole pyramid of giza on that boy and i wouldn't care people would still be thirsty What? What? Instead of just a cross-shaped rock. (sighs)
0: Yeah. All right. So let's talk about this compare and contrast of the photo of Josuke and his family versus the photos of Jotaro, like more towards that age, because... Um, It's hilarious that there is, like, a family photo of Josuke, his grandfather, and his mother, and Josuke's standing there, like, looking off to the side, like, being all pouty and delinquenty, Mm -hmm. um, and not looking even remotely happy to be, like, included in the photo, like, as teenagers are wont to do I guess, versus... You know the pictures of jojo that his mom has around their house where he's actually kind of has like a little smile or like a little smirk or like doesn't really seem too angry to just be in front of a camera
1: yeah that's interesting i feel like it's it's gotta be another intentional uh juxtaposition
0: i think also with this taking place in a new era like it takes place 10 years after stardust it becomes obvious that Josuke is more of the delinquent type that you and I are familiar with because we were closer in age to him at that point in time and it's like the baggy pants it's the wear your hair however the fuck you want and like not care what other people think it's playing video games instead of doing your homework it's ignoring your mother it's you know, those kinds of things, maybe possibly like smoking a cigarette like slightly off campus, just just barely enough to not get caught like during third period or something. Yeah. Um, or or like asking the nerdy kid to copy their homework because you couldn't be bothered to do yours, like that kind of delinquency.
1: He's just like a he comes across as not a not a not a bad guy by any stretch of the imagination. He's he's a good boy that just can't be bothered. Yeah. But, like, in a different way than Jotaro. Jotaro Jotaro. couldn't be
0: bothered with people, and Josuke can't be bothered with things.
1: With the the whole structure of school, I guess.
0: Well, societal structure, I think, as well.
1: Yeah, but he he definitely fits in a lot. He's a lot better in the company of most people i feel than joe we
0: don't really see him interact aside from that group of bullies in episode one we don't really see him interact with a ton of people outside of his close little friends group
1: true but i just meant in general like his what most people think of is a polite demeanor
0: i don't think he has a polite demeanor at all he literally refers to everyone in like such derogatory terms like right off the bat
1: yeah true and he does use a lot of people's first names without really knowing them right so he kind of he
0: he bucks those societal norms and like societal standards that you and i've talked endlessly about and i just and i feel bad saying it because i'm not familiar with it so i should probably think of another way to say it but like japanese culture is so fucking weird to me with all their little like hierarchies and their society and all that kind of stuff like i get it but at the same time it's like it's super weird to me just like Just like, okay, so I was raised in the South, in the Southern United States, Mm -hmm. and everything, even like my closest friends' mothers, even after I started calling them like Mommy 2 and Mommy 3, it was always, thank you, please, um, ma'am, sir, like every, like all of that. Mm -hmm. And even to this day, like, thank you, ma'am, thank you, sir. And it's, it's a hard habit to break, so I, I kind of understand those those weird norms, but at the same time, it just seems so unique and so organized well, that I feel like I would get lost and I would probably end up insulting someone without meaning to.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a I think it stems from their, their hyper-militaristic past, you know?
0: Oh yeah, the, the I do. Century. I've watched Kenshin.
1: Right. Well, I mean, the 20th and 19th century, like, everything was hyper regimented, and it was just how the, the society functioned, right. and they just never, you know, I think it's, I think it's interesting that even, like, it's in a school, like, an elementary and grade school. And... Do
0: you think, do you think it would be the same way if the U.S. hadn't intervened so much in Japanese history? Like, do you think it would be so regimented?
1: Yeah, I think To so. this day? Yeah. Fair. Like the caste system that they they had, and, you know, Bushido. And yeah. All of that stuff was there well before we... I know. it would definitely be different. I mean, a lot of them would be significantly different.
0: I really, I do, that's something I don't often think about, but I do toy with the idea from time to time. Like, what would, what would countries be like if, like, Western... Civilization didn't intervene in something, in a in a country that was so that had such a a long history and a very culture centric history, like you know their culture.
1: Yeah, I mean that's what's interesting to me with like Wakanda and you know in Marvel universes. It's essentially like, well, what if
0: untouched by colonizers? Yeah,
1: what if they didn't they didn't get fucking just raised to the ground by usurpers pretty
0: much yeah
1: pretty realistic
0: i mean yeah we could talk about this literally all day with hawaii being a shining example of you yeah. of colonizers just getting their grubby hands on something and literally taking it did you have anything about like how Josuke is like way more delinquent than jotaro or
1: uh, comparisons
0: and contrastions
1: so the one that i guess is a comparison and a contrastion for uh between two and three or th- between three and four we have Jotaro, uh always all painting yada ya yada, and then we have I'm not sure what it is in Japanese but we have Josuke, constantly which neither of us noticed the first time the first watch for the how minute. much he says it he's always saying this is he's either always saying this is this is just great or great great you know, he says it all the time. Like
0: exasperatedly.
1: Yeah. Or he says it like sometimes. That's a very that's a
0: very late nineties thing to do, I feel like.
1: Yeah. It's a very hip, very with it feeling. Like the way And he it says, he
0: says it. it in English.
1: Right. You just yeah, great. Yeah. He doesn't say this is just great. I mean he that'd be really weird hearing him say this is just great Perfect. That's English. what the
0: subtitles say. Yeah,
1: yeah. But it's just it's funny because I feel like he says it about as often as Jotaro would be doing whole yada yada shit. Yeah. You know, but I just thought that was really funny.
0: I did too. I can't believe we didn't notice that the first watch through, but there was also so much other stuff going on that I'm, I'm kind of not surprised. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's all I have for, for episode two. Yeah. Um, episode episode three. three
0: shit starts to kind of hit the fan a little bit.
1: And I feel like she starts to hit the fan hard and heavy with um, some timeline continuity issues that we started like questioning dates and ages and times and stuff like that in episode three, especially.
0: Um. Yeah, that doesn't really become evident until episode five. Mm, okay. But yeah, so according to Jojo, he needs to stop a worse villain than Dio. But. Like we don't know who it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was that's the
0: other interesting. And he's thing. super powerful. Like he, he did beat Dio, so and he's still super powerful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like he, he makes it obvious, or he states that he hasn't used his stand to its fullest ability in 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 ten years.
1: I feel like they go on Jotaro. Yeah. This series because they could have very easily had him. And it wouldn't have been interesting, and there'd be no point to the series, um, or developing the new protagonists and characters, but they could have very easily just had him coming and whoop ass, like, beat, yeah. beat ass from day one, and just been like, all right, I'm out, that's it, like, problem solved.
0: Episode three is, like, they have already taken care of Angelo, right?
1: Um,
0: it's like on the tail end of them taking yes, care yeah, of Angelo? Yes.
1: Yeah, that was like... Yeah, that was pretty much a done deal, and then we're we're interacting with.
0: Um... Yeah, because the end of the episode where Josuke slams Angelo into the stone. Yeah. He funny. um, <laughs> he mentions Dio. Yes. And that's when Jotaro's like, "Wait, he has information we need. And then he knows who Dio was.
1: Josuke is punches just, the yeah, shit Yeah, Josuke is
0: just fucking raged out to the max. Yeah,
1: that's I'm like his I'm temper gonna... is. disastrous especially with
0: the whole hair thing well i get it i get it because he's only 16 and your frontal lobe or your frontal cortex or whatever it is isn't fully developed and so there are anger issues prevalent in teenagers and like it's because the part of your brain that regulates your like anger specifically and like temperament and emotions isn't fully developed yeah
1: i'll do it
0: i did a whole paper on that in college it was wild Mm. Yeah, I was like, maybe instead of blaming video games, maybe just realize that, like, some kids would benefit a whole lot from a lot of therapy Mm. until their brain develops better fully. The fact that Dio is mentioned brings Jotaro, like, he all of a sudden shit gets really serious and um, he starts giving some backstory and says that, um, dio dio named the manifestations stands but i'm positive it was in because dio didn't even know what the fuck a stand was until she like came up to him and was like hey this is what's happening right this is what these are called
1: right and i mean that was i feel like they went to great pains in part three to explain that because that was the whole bridging between one, two, and three at the time was where the fuck did these new abilities come from? What do you mean, like... I right, think she, was, where was,
0: she was the one that that went, that found Dio and told him, like, what the fuck was going on.
1: Yeah. So, so
0: the fact that <laughs> they then are like, oh, yeah, Dio calls them stands. Like, no. And also, yeah, this is where we get some timeline fuckery because it's also then mentioned that... Dio gets his stand two years prior to Stardust Crusaders. And Jotaro says that that was in
1: 1987 when he got his stand. He was still on the fucking bottom of the ocean.
0: No. Maybe. We don't know when he was pulled up in
1: 1987. Uh, I feel like it's very, very tight.
0: But that also doesn't work because... In Stardust, he was pulled up one year prior to their adventure to Egypt.
1: Right. So it can't be both.
0: It can't be both. And yeah, so I also have, but Stardust Crusader starts in 87, like 18 question marks. Ah Like this whole thing was just like so confusing to watch, like right off right off the rewatch of Stardust, because I was like, is it this or is it this? And despite me having access to the manga now, I haven't perused those parts so I cannot confirm if like the anime just fucked it up real good or if like it's one of those oh a forgot things because I'm sorry but like you're a mangaka and if Stephen King can have tomes and tomes and tomes of short stories and novels and they all like somehow tie together and like he doesn't forget tiny little details like that I feel like oh what year did this take place I should know that or at least have a reference
1: Right. Years, just from a, even just if you were to be like, well, maybe it's a mistranslation or years are pretty easy right. to right.
0: And I also have another theory on this that I'm not going to get into. Maybe I will. Do you want to get into it? Do you want to know what's going rattling around in my brain?
1: Yeah, sure. Fuck it up.
0: What if this is an alternate universe?
1: Hmm. Okay, yeah, I mean, I I know, yeah, you'd mention that, and it's fascinating, and it's dizzying, and it kind of actually makes a little bit more sense considering some other stuff we were talking about last night while we were watching feature parts, or feature episodes of this part, with how that whole plays into looping, Uh or time travel, possibly, or some weird... The hair story. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, why not? Why not? I mean, it worked for Dragon Ball Super. Right. You know?
0: And granted, that's just me going what if, because this part never really confirms anything of that nature. It's just, like, all of a sudden, this whole timeline is fucking wonky as shit. This is taking place in 99. Jotaro says that Stardust, like, that whole adventure, like, going to Egypt didn't even start till 89. Like, he says it was exactly 10 years ago, and that right. Dio had a stand for two years before they left, and then he got a stand in 87. Therefore, they went in 89, so it's just mind-boggling because, like, JoJo's birthday doesn't move. He was born in 71, so instead of making him 16 during the events of Stardust Crusaders, he's now 18, which means that Kakyoin is 18.
1: Right. Which means that Polnareff is, like, 24. 24?
0: Didn't we determine he was six years older than Jojo?
1: Yeah, shit, yeah, you're right.
0: Because if they were 16, then he would have been 22,
1: that kind of we figured that out in part five.
0: Yes. Yeah. Because my stupid brain math, I was like, "What do you mean, Polarif was twelve in that?" <laughs> yeah. I I took the wrong number away from I'm, what I
1: should have. I was like, when you said that, I was just sitting there and my brain did like a bum, 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 for like a <laughs> second, I was like, oh,
0: oh,
1: oh, "What did we get?"
0: That not or no, bad. I think I think I was like, oh, he was only like fourteen, which would have made JoJo twelve, and I'm like, there's no fucking way. Yeah. Because in part one, at least they drew like child Dio and child Jonathan, like kind of as
1: children. Right. More rounded features.
0: Yeah. Like smaller. definitely. Like. Koichi size. Maybe maybe, just on the cusp of puberty. Like.
1: Yeah, Koichi size.
0: Yeah. Well, Koichi's already been through puberty. Right. He
1: I just, think. He's just like three feet tall
0: it's fine so hazamata they're short friends
1: it's a fucking song.
0: yeah um we're also introduced to okiasu in this episode hmm. who i think i, I thought was like one of, yeah he's like one of him. your favorites he's so
1: fucking dumb but
0: like and he admits that he's dumb which is so good
1: right he's like i don't know these things so you're gonna have to he's explain like, them
0: i'm a fucking moron please use smaller words <laughs> Like, he doesn't say that, but like, he does say, like, I'm real stupid.
1: Yeah. I mean, in in Japanese, that's, like, that would be kind of a rude thing, but maybe not so rude, because like, they'd be kanji that he just straight up doesn't know, so you wouldn't even be able to get something across to him if he didn't spell it out in Hiragana.
0: Right. Literally spell it out. Yeah. Like, in other
1: characters. Yeah.
0: That's So, so good. I never thought of that.
1: Yeah. He's like, I don't know those characters. I
0: feel like Okyasu has a hard time putting things together like he would not be good at a jigsaw puzzle okay no but i feel like you sit this boy down in front of like a sudoku um grid and like he would probably stare at it for about 10 minutes and then just start filling everything in like perfectly i feel like because he 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 does some things really well
1: yeah
0: like not everyone is a fucking genius all the time josuke's got a head full of marbles a lot of times
1: True
0: but like Okiasu's is literally like you you need to explain this to me i don't get it in some instances and i think that's so that's so good because he's he's supposed to be a delinquent you know he's got like the crazy haircut and like the whatever's going on with his face i don't know birthmark or scars or something and he's just you know he's like a lost teenager he's essentially an orphan
1: yeah they never talk about well no never mind yeah. They talk about his father and his mother and boy.
0: Yeah, we'll get to
1: everything. that. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like Okiasu is an example of a good way to do like a quasi-comic relief character without him coming off as right. obnoxious or...
0: But when she gets serious, like, he's like, yeah, I'm down to clown. Like, I'll, I'll fuck you up.
1: Right. Yeah, he's a useful, purpose-built because
0: um, he almost fucks up Josuke's entire fucking life.
1: Yeah. In I the
0: mean, first meeting.
1: Yeah, I mean he almost. Well, him and his brother almost fucking straight up kill Koichi. Yeah. Who was just still hanging out.
0: Yeah, they're not fucking around.
1: Yeah, shoots him in the basically like almost in the neck, like with the damn.
0: Oh, he did shoot him like straight through the throat.
1: Well, it's like his Adam's apple.
0: And much. then and then his head was stuck in the gate, and okiasu was like shutting the gate on his fucking neck. Yeah.
1: Um, and this is where we, uh, you know, really start seeing the hand and the potential and the horrifying connection with uh,
0: Vanilla, Isis and, Vanilla ISIS stand. Vanilla
1: stand. stand.
0: I like the hand better. It's less yes. scary to me. Yeah, it's less it's, horrifying. It's horrifying still, but it's less because it's not like I'm going to just consume you into a void. It's like, I'll just smack you there instead.
1: Yeah. I'd
0: rather yes. be smacked into a void than eaten into one.
1: It's like Vanilla Ice's stand with a PR person, like a public relations campaign. Yes. Like, how do we make this less disgusting and more appealing to...
0: (laughs) To the children. Yeah,
1: the children, demographic ages 12 through 24.
0: Yeah. And then um, we're also... So we're introduced to um, Keicho, who is Okuyasu's older brother.
1: Fake dickhead.
0: Yeah. Um, And he gives, like, no fucks about okiasu yeah it's really it's okiasu up. gets super injured and Keisha is just like "Nah, sucks to be you
1: did they really i don't know i know that they have a the weird like a shitty family thing and i feel like okiasu is just doing his best hmm. why is why does he hate him so much at this point like do they really have a good reason for that or is it just
0: no trippy? i don't, i can't remember I don't if there was so. like a solid reason i mean Keicho probably puts a lot of blame on Okuyasu because if Okuyasu was like stupid growing up or like if it was difficult for him to learn stuff, then Keicho probably had to take care of him a lot. He probably had to like fund off all the bullies. So he probably has like a chip on his shoulder like, oh, I I had to do all this stuff for you. It was always all about you. Like I couldn't live my own life because I had stupid baby brother Okuyasu at my side all the time. Especially after, like, what happens to their dad.
1: Yeah. Shouldn't have, hang, should have been hanging around with Dio. No. Or his compatriots.
0: Right. But we can't talk about that till the next episode. Because we don't find out what happens until episode five.
1: Yeah, that's true. yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. But, I mean, this one, uh, episode four, um, I feel like, yeah. Are we on episode? Yeah. Yeah. So, episode four, Josuke... Um, saves or maybe spares okiasu think yeah, he there. spares
0: him slash heals him
1: yeah yeah he heals him and it's very reminiscent for both of us of part three with jotaro uh and kaki Bean.
0: pulling that flesh blood out
1: yeah Ugh. such precision mm. but yeah and it's it's kind of funny and kind of sad uh, okiasu's reaction because he's just like he can't believe it
0: yeah like, why'd you save me
1: he's like wow I'm I'm not very smart, I'm I'm not very good with this stuff, so I don't really understand, but (laughs) Josuke's like, just go wait outside. And then he doesn't. He comes immediately back inside and falls. No, Josuke,
0: no, Okuyasu's like, thank you for saving me, but you're on your fucking own, like, peace out. Hmm. And he goes to leave, and then he's like, oh, I should probably go help.
1: Yeah, and then he, like, sneaks up behind him and scares the shit (laughs) out of Josuke. Yeah. Um, this is
0: also the episode where um, Koichi gets a stand. Yep. So our little narrator, not-so-side character, like, almost main protagonist. He's
1: one of the three main characters.
0: <laughs> like, suddenly, suddenly he gets a stand ability. And um, if stands are directly linked to one's mental abilities, then maybe Koichi is, like, seriously at a loss. For
1: He's like stunted development.
0: Yeah, because his um stand is literally just an egg. Comes out
1: as a damn egg. It's an egg. Big green, weird looking egg.
0: But I think we also talked about this during the episode as well because you you said
1: Um Yeah, I mean it was my my thoughts were, potentially, uh reverb initially materializes as seemingly incomplete, right? Because it's an egg. You're like, okay, what, what the hell's with this egg? It's just you can't do anything with it. Literally just a fucking egg. And I was wondering if it's because if Josuke manually intervened to save Koichi. Like, he healed him before the effects of, of the, the arrow had taken place. That was the only thing I was thinking about.
0: That. That, is, that was a really good line of thought, and I think there might be something to that, but I think we also discussed during the episode when you kinda like said that to me, that I replied with, Well, it's named after a Pink Floyd composition, I guess if you wanna call it that, that has three acts. Yeah.
1: So no, that makes sense. it's like
0: act one, act two, act three. So I think in order to work that in, it had to be, you know, like stages yeah. of life or whatever
1: so convoluted i mean I, you gotta really to, involved you gotta hand it to a rocky to really stick with a bit like that because it
0: takes meanwhile he can't get your dates right right stuff
1: that's
0: tough maybe maybe it's just the animators fault maybe it's all the animators fault i really need to look at this fucking manga that i have I, now I don't
1: know. it's such a glaring it's i don't know what have do you guys you did
0: you guys notice like date changes have you read the manga like leave us a comment if you've read the manga and if there's glaring date changes or not yeah. Or, like, what upsets you the most about this supposedly brand-new timeline? Because I'm in a tizzy over it. Like, I just... I can't...
1: It's just something that should be so easy to get right. Yeah. Of all the things that you're trying to keep straight as an author... this One year. ...the fucking year is pretty straightforward.
0: Like, it's almost 60 days out of a fucking year. Mm. It's almost two months out of a year. Pick a year. Right. Stick with that year. It's just... And then, of course, because this is such a huge thing with a capital T, like, fic writers can't decide what fucking age she is either. Mm, And so it's, like, tricky, like, navigating that fucking whole thing, because you're like, okay, well, what timeline are you going by? I mean,
1: can't you just, like, arbitrarily set ages?
0: Yes, that's what being a writer is. You can just arbitrarily age everyone up and not have any issues. Feel better
1: about
0: it. Yeah. Which is exactly what I do. Like,
1: everything's just...
0: Ichi. I'm like, I don't know what fucking age these people are. Now they're 22. Yes. Eat a dick.
1: Eat it. <laughs> and they can legally drink, no matter what country they're in. So exactly. Checkmate, also. Right. Yeah. Um...
0: Yeah, so, speaking about uh, Koichi's egg, like, going, circling back to that, or...
1: In the Phantom while we're on the topic.
0: Ovaling back to that. Ew. That sounded too much like ova, like, ovum. Never mind. It's, yeah, it's still egg. It is still egg. Um... So we've been watching all these TikToks still, even though we said we needed to stop because spoilers. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't. we didn't. Spoiler, didn't stop. we didn't stop. Uh, there's this whole cacuine egg meme. I'm lost. I, I'm afraid to Google it. I really don't want to Google it. I'm afraid of what the internet contains and holds in wait. But if you guys know about the <laughs> cacuine egg thing, please tell me. Please just pull me out of my misery.
1: Take me out to the back of the shed.
0: Yeah, that song. Um, put me out of my misery, please, so that I can finally sleep at night.
1: Here lies Liz.
0: <laughs> so that I can just get a night's sleep, get a full night's sleep without waking up in the middle of the night going, why? Why cacuene eggs?
1: Wake up screaming and with night terrors about cacuene
0: eggs. Yes.
1: Who hasn't been there, though? We've all been there.
0: Anything else you wanted to touch on
1: for mm, these four episodes? I don't know, man.
0: Any uh, theories or anything come to light that, like...
1: I don't know. I don't know. Ugh, crap, because we didn't notice, like, some other background, like, sneaky shit going on until several episodes from now. Makes you wonder if there's even more sneaky shit going on in the background.
0: Yeah. Episodes. Yeah.
1: definitely, like, s- stuff that's not exactly very slick about it. There's like what is it, characters talking and stuff like that.
0: What is it with media we've been watching lately? Where like bad guys disguise themselves as milkmen?
1: Hmm. Shit. It's a good question. I don't know.
0: I feel like that's a that's a trope with a capital T as well, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, well,
0: I mean, not anymore, obviously. But like, you know, for for period pieces or like stuff that takes place. When milkmen existed, I think that was a
1: very British thing too, because I think the the whole thing. I feel like the existence of Milkman persisted significantly longer in Great Britain than it did in other parts of the world.
0: Mm, see, I feel like it persisted in major cities longer because even in the movie *A Little Princess*, which takes place in the nineteen. 19- takes place during world war one
1: the first one it takes place
0: during the great war um the the sister of the lady who owns the orphanage like runs off with the milkman
1: oh yeah yeah and you were like so you were that was so out of left field when you had me watch that with you because i was like what is this excuse you well like you never i feel like you never really mentioned the movie before and then no you, you were just like
0: it's one of those things that's been a part of my life forever
1: yeah.
0: that I'm just like, I get in a mood and I'm just like, I need this nostalgia. I need this nostalgia, like, right the fuck now.
1: Yeah,
0: that that movie, that movie sits in my heart. Like, I don't think you no. understand. Like, it It lives in my
1: heart. It's very sweet. I don't know if there's any movies like that for me. No? I feel like maybe The Sandlot is kind of on that level. Yeah. Because I feel like we were probably about the same age when I first watched that.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah, because I have vivid memories of like being at friggin' crappy little uh, VA, like the cassette rental store down the down the street. Not
0: Blockbuster. No,
1: definitely not a Blockbuster. But
0: like a family owned. Yes. VHS rental store. i
1: hmm trying to think, of it, I don't know if that building still there. Cause...
0: So it might not be a lick Yeah, I
1: don't know. Oh, shit, it's, that place is like a, uh, what, what's the, what's the, the, of lim- liminal space? Yeah. Yeah, that place is a liminal space.
0: Yeah, it's like the Winn-Dixie over by my parents' house that is now a Korean supermarket. Yeah. Like that Winn-Dixie was liminal space.
1: I of like ever since you brought that whole thing up, it really creeping me out a lot.
0: Really? But the stairs in the woods don't
1: bother me. Like, I was just like, because I was like, ah, oh, that's probably not real, or it's like, you know, maybe it's been drummed up a little bit, but I've been in plenty of places, and I know you've been in plenty of places that are just like, they're just weird for some reason that you can't explain.
0: I think, um, I honestly kind of want to categorize my parents' old house, the one they just moved out of, as liminal space. Especially the basement.
1: Basement is liminal space.
0: Basement is absolute fucking horrifying liminal space.
1: Because I agree with you with that for my reason is because um, I knew from the way that a house works that the entirety of all the space in your parents' house under that should have been the basement. But since i would never really been down there, I assumed for some reason that the only space was, like, down and to the right. And then it's like, no, there's all this, all the- Oh, like the workshops. workshop. Yeah, the workshop stuff. I was like, what, what the hell is this? It's like, my brain's like, no, there shouldn't be anything here. Yeah. It should yeah. just be, like, the- So
0: hour. that little room off the workshop, like, when you go through that door under the stairs, mm-hmm. I mean, that says it all. Let's go through the door under the stairs there was a little room off to the left of the you remember yeah. like it was just like that white work room or whatever it was like
1: to the ceiling with shit
0: that was that is complete fucking liminal space like
1: because it didn't used to be like that
0: like well like that. yeah like but like so my brother and i used to go down there all the time we'd play with legos we would do the creepy crawly stuff we'd like play with play-doh like that was like our little playroom
1: right and now it's just.
0: And that was like where you know we made derby cars when my brother was like in Cub Scouts, and like all this other stuff. Like that was a room of activity and like liveliness. And then when my brother and I like grew up, it just became a room for shit.
1: Yeah, it was like, and it was weird considering how long some of that stuff had just been left to like degrade into, Yeah. like to just like kind of fall apart.
0: Were you there when I? When I went in there and it was just like piles of balsa wood. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, the friggin' um, Death was a Death Star figure. It was the model.
0: It was the um, Star Destroyer. Yeah, Star Lego Destroyer. thing.
1: Yeah, and it just that had been there for ages.
0: Literally just like, caked in dust. Yeah. Not covered in dust, caked in dust. I, I feel
1: like I actually enjoy the idea of walking through places like that, like hoarders. No, like I loved like there were these really weird kind of like collaborative flea market places that my you know my mother would bring me to when I was a lot younger and they were they were almost set up like and they felt reminiscent of like a an old public library
0: that flea market off highway 17 mm-hmm. south of jacksonville mm-hmm. yeah liminal space
1: yeah but like the one what i'm talking about is it was just like two floors of Like, everything that you could imagine. Like, it was one of those places where everybody... Yeah, yeah, it was, like, the same kind of concept as a place near where we lived in Jacksonville. Um,
0: But instead of, like, long ways, it was just, like,
1: Yeah, like, little little stalls and stacks and, like, stuff, like, crannied away. And it was, like, has anybody... When was the last time somebody bought one of these or this? And I'd always go there and just, like, people had baseball cards, like, old baseball cards and stuff like that. That place is just, like... I don't know. Like, it's just weird. It's like a forgotten place.
0: Let's tie all this back into JoJo's real quick.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Before
0: we end. Um, yeah. If you had to say that any season part, season slash part of JoJo liminal
1: is liminal space. space. Part one for me.
0: Really? Yes.
1: Because it's so... It's so, like, self-contained feeling. It's so abrupt. I'm going with part five. Really? Yeah. Why? Why?
0: I don't know. Huh. But, like, as soon as that thought occurred to me, I'm like, well, what if a season of JoJo was liminal space, and I was immediately, like, part five?
1: Is it because it takes place in Italy? No. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I guess that's part of the whole liminal space thing, is you can't quite explain why. Right. So, that's fine.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I can I can see why you'd say part one. Part one is a definitely a close second for me. Absolutely. All right, I've got to bake a cake. It's Bunny's birthday. Yeah. This was fun.
1: Yeah. Um, but happy to be back in part four and happy to be talking about it with you.
0: Part four, part four, part four, part four. Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be so much fun to talk about. I'm very excited that we're back and, and we're doing this. Yeah. yeah. Okay, guys, talk to you next time, bye. bye.